You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. I am your host for today, Evan, and we're excited to have an exciting episode for you today. We're going to start off our episode today with a grateful moment. Uh, and we're going to start off with our, 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 our guest host, Keisha. Keisha, what's, what's your grateful moment for today? Well, my grateful moment is spring break has started, okay? All of my grades are in. My kids are acting civil. And I'm probably going to get another nap in. So I'm truly grateful, okay? Because with five boys, naps are very infrequent. <laughs> Not you guys. <laughs> what's your grateful moment hey good morning good afternoon good evening everyone shout out to all the people in belgium europe and all over the united states thank you for listening i am grateful for my wife and daughter um my oldest one uh started playing softball so she got hit and she's starting to get active in that but more importantly she's turning 18 in a couple weeks and i am crying and and I also have to deal with my wife. So I'm gonna be broke. So birthday back to back, the fourth and the ninth. So pray for brother. <laughs> we will pray for you. Go ahead, Kale. What's up, everybody? I'm um grateful today for our partner, our affiliate, uh Lance J at Paragon Seven Studios, blessing us with some new opportunities, some new markets, some things to look forward to in the future with a lady and some dudes, because this is a power team. Y'all need to keep listening. But I'm, I'm grateful for that. Well, I'm grateful today because um, got up this morning, got on the court, got some action in, got a good workout in, got a good sweat in. Had to yell at my son because he made us run extra, extra drills because he was out there doing some nonsense. But uh, I still got a good, good run in. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my body right like uh, my man Kale. But uh, we, we working, we working, we working. So this week we've had a crazy, crazy week. And I know you guys want to know what we think about the trade deadline. So I'm going to throw it out to, to anyone, and you can pick it up where you, where you feel. Who do you think the biggest winner of the NBA trade deadline was? You see, the biggest winner was the one who didn't get traded but got brought out. So the winner of this year, 2020 NBA champion, 2021, NBA champion is the Brooklyn All-Star Lethal Five Brooklyn Nets. I'm actually looking forward to see Phil Ooh. cry when this thing falls apart. Like, this is going to be really bad. I mean, the, the, the level of confidence he has in this team is is scary. Like, he's putting his faith in them like this is Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> Just below. Think of it. They have James Harden. Now he's not by himself no more. If KD ever comes back, you know, if he ever comes back, we don't know. But still, handling business. Everyone in the league is afraid of them. People got memes. <laughs> Worse than Jackson, that guy Jackson. <laughs> they got more memes about this lethal team. So they are the biggest winner because they were able to build a team without trading uh, any more pieces. They were desecrated when they gave up uh, Jerry Allen, the biggest piece, I think, out of that trade. They lost. But they were able to replace it with how many with two all stars, former all stars, 
And look at Blake ducking all over the place. So to me, the Nets is actually the biggest okay. winner. Anybody else? Who, who's y'all winner from the trade deadline? Um, I guess off the bat, I would just think um, Miami won. I think Miami won with that Oladipo pick because of um, their system, how they run their guards, their movement. I feel like he's a good fit with that organization. So they didn't really give up anything for him. And they snuck out before that Trevor Reese trade with Myers Leonard, which gets them more athletic on the perimeter as well. So I think Miami and Pat Riley has done it again. Um, but for real, like, let's address the situation, man. Phil's team is the New York Knicks, man. Like, let's stop giving him credit for, for, for Brooklyn, yo. Like, this guy, we can't let, allow this bandwagon and, on this on this podcast like this, man. He's Once again, fan. I was born in Brooklyn, <laughs> Kings County Hospital. All right, Dion and I have the right, the right to play to root for our home team. We came home, so please. Sky has two teams, ladies and gentlemen. He has two teams he in the same division, in the same, in the same, not just the same conference, <laughs> but the same division. I mean, like, listen, folks, we can't let him get away with this, man. But, you know. Most part, point of order. Point of order. Let's stay on focus. Stop hating. <laughs> Nobody is hating with that emotional. You always got an emotional segment with your little Knicks and your little Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn, whatever. They got too many head cases. So I think they automatically lost with all the head cases they have. But back to someone who actually knows what they're talking about, Kelvin. I agree with you. Miami, when I saw Oladipo, I said, okay, this will fit. That'll fit for him because um, he's such a great player and how guard-oriented they are. I was like, oh, this is cute. This is really cute. But Brooklyn, never. I don't think anybody should have the same sentiments as Phil because they're ridiculous. So here's my thing with Oladipo. <laughs> well, so you like it, so it makes sense. <laughs> here's my thing with Oladipo, right? To me, Oladipo... You know, eligible to learn under the feet of Russell Westbrook, which is high volume scoring. Um, and I wonder if the system in, in Miami is going to force him to be more efficient and can he be more efficient because he's never over the course of his career shot over 40%. He'll get 30, but he'll take 27 stops. So I, I, I want to see how that's all going to work out when it all comes together. Because you have Hero, who likes to play Hero Ball. And then you have Victor Oladipo, who is a volume shooter. And you have uh, Jimmy Butler, who is a, is a, is a really good defender. Uh, and he can be erratic at times. But so I, I'm interested to see. I, th I actually picked the Denver Nuggets as the winner of um, the trade deadline because I really like the addition of Aaron Gordon. Uh, I like what he brings defensively. I like... I think I think adding him is going to give a team like the Clippers problems uh, when you're talking about going uh, the deep playoff run. So um, I think Denver was a big winner because they gave up pretty much nothing. Um, Miguel Harris Jr., quality player, but he hasn't really you know panned out thus far in his career to be you know where for where he was drafted, what you expect him to be. So uh, I I would like to I, I'm a pick uh Orlando not Orlando excuse me uh the the Nuggets as the big winner of the trade deadline now who would you choose as the biggest loser of the trade deadline Philadelphia 76ers why because they did not address the problem they had 
which was a point guard, they had an opportunity to get Kyle Lowry, a, a champion. But they, they held, rumor is they held too long to Maxi. Listen, who can you go against Voltron? Think about it. The Brooklyn Nets is Voltron. They formed the Lions, and they go raw through the Easter Conference. You needed someone who had the combat skills to help initiate and go through because you don't want Ben holding the ball all the time. You want him cutting and moving. You want someone who can initiate the offense. You want someone who's a champion, someone who can help. So the biggest losers, the biggest of the planet, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Thank you. An easy road for the Brooklyn Nets. That makes sense. Stop being a hater. All right, Phil, but <laughs> Kyle Lowry is a dynamic player, and I, okay, Sixers could have benefited from him, but I think his loyalty to his team was, it would have taken him too long to adjust to a new team. I was just reading how dedicated he is, and he said, I would, I would stay here on a one-day contract. I said, mm, mm, that sounds good, but for him to come to the Sixers, he would probably start point shaving and then end up, you know, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he would have done well with us. He should have gone to the Nets. What do you think? You think so? Uh, or the Knicks? Uh, How about that? What do you yeah, think? Yes, the Knicks would have. They want everybody over there, man. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, who's the biggest losers? <laughs> I think like, See, like, I'll go against Evan. I wanted to go against him before he switched it because I really don't know about that Nuggets team. Like, they, I feel like they've ran into the same problem as our Sixers team with, like, four power forwards. <laughs> like, Aaron Gordon is not a three, man. He's, 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 a, he's a new NBA four, man. But you already got a four, man. You got Millsap. You got, uh, you got the kid um, Michael Porter. You got Nogu. You got uh, Joker. You got a bunch of logs out there. So I'm really worried about your perimeter now and guarding the perimeter because Aaron Gordon is not a proven three-man. And you got a bunch of uh, new-age NBA four-men on your team. And the Sixers tried to do that last year, and it didn't work. So I'm not really sold. Even though I like Aaron Gordon, I'm not really sold on that on that pickup. Um, biggest losers was um, Zach Levine. Um, not getting out of uh, not getting out of Chicago. Uh, they they tried to help him out, but I'm really not sure about that pick with um, with the center. I just feel like Zach needs Zach is not the feature guy for me. Zach is not a feature player. He needs to play on a team with good quality players around him. I don't think he I don't think he takes or transitions or transcends a, um, a franchise. So. Um... I think Porter and Michael Porter Jr. can play the three. I think you upgrade a power forward with Aaron Gordon at the four, and you have Millsack coming off the bench. So I, I, I see your point. You are right. They do have a lot of a lot of bigs, but I Porter feel can play the three. Can he guard the three? Por- we Porter, we're not. Porter six eleven athletic. I mean, here's the thing. He can't move his feet. Here's the thing. Can Porter guard anybody? I don't see Porter as a, as a defensive uh, as a defensive guru. I see him as a guy All that right. gets shots. Yep. But he can get he, can, he you can be hidden when you're playing a four. You can be hidden more, but a three you got to chase. You got to run the perimeter at the four spot. You know what I mean? It's it's less likely to have to move your feet, and you know you just get caught on switches sometimes. But I don't if you if you got two players that's liabilities. You know, as far as guarding somebody on the perimeter, 
I feel like it's more problematic. But okay. if you, you know, if you got high one, and I'm just worried about if I have Jokic slow as molasses, Porter slow, uh, Gordon slow feet, very athletic, but that doesn't mean your lateral quickness is, is great too. So if you got those three in your lineup, I feel like your def- your defense has dropped off far as your far as your front court. Okay. Well, we'll find out at the Sixers will find out this week when we play them uh what they, what they're looking like. Um so I think the biggest losers are the Sixers and I think the Celtics. The Celtics um the Celtics didn't didn't uh, they they waved Jeff Teague, who cares? But the Celtics didn't need another wing scorer. They needed an Aaron Gordon. They needed a big body. They needed someone who could defend uh, in the in the middle. I don't think the Sixers need a point guard. I mean, Kyle Lowry wasn't what the Sixers needed. I think the Sixers would have benefited by bolstering their bench. I, I, I'm not, you know, unlike, you know, Kelvin and I, we talk about this. I know Kelvin thinks that um, my boy, uh, uh, what's my boy's name that we traded for? Uh, <laughs> Uh, man, I know his name. Uh, George Hill. George Hill. George Hill is like a waste of a NBA roster spot. This is a dumpster fire. I think he provides quality defense, a little more efficiency, and uh, I think he takes the ball out of Shake Milton's hand, who is proven to be just get flustered in the clutch um, when he has to play. Um, so I want a George Hill kind of regardless, but I didn't just want George Hill for the Sixers. I would have taken, um, I thought Lauren Markinen was available and I think they should have done something to get their hands on him. A nice stretch for come off the bench. I mean, the guy can give you 20 as a starter. So a guy come off the bench could give you a nice 15 um, because when, when it be and Ben and Tobias sit, it, it's, it's a, it's, it, it's a train wreck out there. So um that's that's I think Sixers lost and they, they like I said Celtics didn't need Fournier uh and I'm glad that the Celtics continue to underachieve and come so close to trading for this or that person um but um you said have you said you want it you want it um uh you're on record saying that so I want to give you a chance to clear it up you said you wanted that guy I don't know I forgot his name George we just got as, as, a backup, Hill, you as, a, as a backup, yeah. Before free agency started, you was like, before the deadline, you was like, yo, if we get George Hill, we're going to be nice. <laughs> here's the <laughs> thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we'd be nice. I'm saying the Sixers need a backup point guard. George Hill was okay, one of the guys on my radar as a backup point guard to be good to come off the bench. The problem is I not, George, for me, the problem is not George Hill. The problem is it was only George Hill and no other moves to kind of bolster your bench. The doctor assigned his son. Yeah, eight fill your teams the Knicks, bro. Just for the <laughs> record. So, um, after the trade deadline, uh, Phil once again didn't answer the question straight on. He answered the question uh, in Creole by going around the around the way of answering the question. Uh, he he jumped ahead to the next segment, which would be uh, the buyout market and transitioning to uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they have acquired through buyout uh, Blake Griffin, and then as of yesterday, they got. I let Phil say who they get. Phil. Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge. Um. So how do y'all feel about 
Brooklyn adding these two pieces? I formed a head, but some of y'all don't understand that 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 theme. That is Voltron. And we're not talking about in this case, we might be talking about the 16 piece Voltron versus the five pieces Voltron. <laughs> Literally. So at first we had the original five lions, but with Lamarcus on, we literally have the 16 piece universally formed Voltron, where there's several different pieces ahead put together to ultimately destroy the, the, the universe. So in reality, for me, the, the they just added an extra piece, extra body. We don't know how much he has left, how much he's going to contribute, but I feel, hey, you got to do what you could do to, to, to win, right? And, 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 and KD just tweeted, hey, he never did it by himself. And I agree. Look, it is not easy winning a championship. Trust me, as a Knicks fan, we haven't seen one for over 44 years, right? And you got to stack your cards. Is this a guarantee? No. I know I said it. It's not guaranteed. We, we've seen numerous times where people try to form the five-headed lion and fail, right? But it's to give them a better, better um, opportunity to win. And you don't know what's going to happen, who's going to get hurt. We don't even know if KD's coming back because these organizations are being secretive about his time. So right now, the, actually, for me, the, uh, the team looks great, but the actual winner of the buy market may be the Lakers because we know what um, Andrew Drummond could do, right? We know he could do and put against them uh, with the Lakers where he could put up. But as for Nuggets, the Nets, great piece to add. Continue to build. Hopefully formulate a good plan and chemistry. I know James Harden is willing to help out. And if they could get KD back at at least 80%, this will alleviate some pressure for him. And everybody will be, who is who you going to guard? So I, lo- I love the move for them from the my Brooklyn Nets. Love it. I don't, I just don't know. I mean, okay, they're adding depth and everything like that to their team, but it seems like they're in a frenzy. They're panicking. It doesn't seem as strategic as it appears. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. It looks, it looks great on paper, but mm, I hope, you know what, Phil? I hope they win for your team. I hope they win. I don't see it though. It just looks, it looks panicky. Who's gonna stop like them? It. Who could stop that? I team? don't like I don't like it. I don't as long as Doc like Rivers not coaching that team, we're fine. <laughs> Yo. Right. I mean, first of all, um your team's the Knicks. That's the first thing. Let's, let me say that again. Your team's the Knicks. Um, secondly, um you got first team all Bengay over there in Brooklyn now. <laughs> I mean, Blake is as ancient, he's a dinosaur in basketball year. Uh, he's not really scared. Every team he played for, we had no problem dealing with him as the Sixers, so we had no problem with Blake. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge brings over a whopping 13 points and four rebounds at 6'11. So we're not really scared of these old heads as y'all brung over and over. Not y'all, but Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I'm not giving you that much credit. Um, far as who won, I didn't know that Drummond actually signed with the Lakers. So if Drummond signed with the Lakers, I do think that's a power move. Um, I think that's a power move for LA. I think that helps them. Um, but the secret thing, I feel like now, I feel like it's a player out there that nobody really is talking about. I don't know if people really want him, but I would love for my Sixers to grab him. And that player is Jabari Parker. He was cut or bought out from um, Sacramento, 
and I feel like we're in the market of getting a power forward, a backup power forward. I feel like he fits it perfectly. I feel like he has a lot of upside left. He's still young. I don't even know if he's 26. Um, I feel like the Sixers need to go out and grab him because he'll be a valuable piece, unlike um, some of them old heads that that uh, Brooklyn got. I mean, it's one basketball, Brooklyn. It's one basketball. You got you got you got all these former All Stars, and you got these new guys, these new All Stars. You got Hart that's bumped his head, Kyrie that's bumped his head plenty of times. I, I'm like, well, I'm gonna kiss you on this one. I don't see how it works in Brooklyn. You bringing all these personalities in and these egos, but Sixers, if you're listening, I'm sure you're not GM, but <laughs> go grab, go grab my guy Jabari Park. When I when I heard about Lamarcus Allred, the only thing that came to my mind was barbecue chicken. I mean, I don't think that um, Marcus Allred they're going to play him at the five. I don't think he stands a chance guarding against Embiid in the in, in the post. Uh, I think you know Jeremiah Green is still your best option if because to stop to stop Embiid. And it seems to me that the it seems to me that Brooklyn's main goal is to throw as many bodies at Joel Embiid. As possible. They're not worried about Milwaukee. They're not worried about Boston. They're not worried about the stinking Knicks. Your stinking Knicks, Phil. Your stinking Knicks. Not worried about your stinking Knicks. They're worried about stopping one man, Joel Embiid. And so it matters. What matters most in this scenario is that Joel Embiid, when he returns to the court, the field of play, is healthy, that he is engaged, and that he's coming to kill. I think now I'm gonna give you a prediction right now. Go ahead. I and it's not be I'm not I'm not foolish like Phil to, to call wins and losses. My prediction is that that series is gonna be a bar fight. If the Sixers and the and the Nets reach the conference finals, it's gonna be a bar fight. Because the way the Sixers have been playing, they've been playing nasty. And I appreciate a team that doesn't mind getting gritty. And if you're gonna beat Brooklyn, number one, Katie don't want that kind of heat. And James Harden don't want that type of heat. Kyrie will be high on the stage when he gets in the game, so we don't know where he's going to be. But it's going to be a bar fight. And so win, lose, or draw, I'm looking to see a knock him out, drag him out 90s series. At the end of it, you'll see him be crying back in the locker room. <laughs> and we'll see Julian like Ferrando of your How far do you think they're going to get? They are going to if everyone is healthy, they're going to a conference finals and, and NBA finals. I don't know if they're going to win. Like you said, health uh, health is a whole thing. Unlike you know Toronto, who got their free ring. So um, this is health is, is a big concern because we don't know. We don't know if Kyrie. The reality we don't know if Kyrie is going to be there. Maybe he's taking all this time off because his body's not used to playing a full season, so he's off. So he you know. He's taking Game time seven, off. seven, he could have a birthday party, if we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> so reality is that KD, we don't know his diagnosis is, you know, we no timetable. So uh, only person we know is going to be there is, is James Harden. And can he do it by himself? No way. Like I said before in that episode, if KD is on the floor and whoever other superstar, they're going to the finals. KD needs to be on the floor. If KD is not on the floor and they just have um, the remaining team, um, Kyrie, James Harden, Harris, let's say Lamarcus, Jeff T, Jeff Green, whoever else, those guys, they they're going to the conference finals, but, but I don't think they have enough to to move to push past. So 
That's what I'm thinking. To beat Philadelphia, y'all will need a fully engaged and fully healthy KD. I agree. Yeah. I um, agree. But uh, so speaking about the dysfunction of, of, of the, the potential dysfunction of the, of the Brooklyn Nets and their personalities, uh, James Harden went on record Friday night after scoring 44 points on a whole lot of shots. I think it was 32 shots um, and beaten the Pistons by two that he says. And now, granted, a reporter asked him the question. So it's not just Harden just being arrogant. A reporter asked him the question. And he said, um, his response was, do I feel like I belong in it? I feel like I'm, I am the MVP. I mean, it's just that simple. I don't want to speak individually on myself. I'm just going to leave it at that. So Harden feels as if he's the MVP. The thing about it is there's another interesting personality in the Bay Area who, um, who declared uh, that he was the um, best defensive player ever in the NBA. That is Draymond Green. So which of these conversations sounds more ludicrous? Which one of these statements sounds more ludicrous? Cap or no cap? We're going to cap and no cap segment. No cap meaning uh, no lie, that's fact, that's fact, that's fact. Uh, but cap meaning something they write about what they're saying, they, they lying. So which of these two statements is uh, cap or no cap? Between Draymond Green uh, declaring himself the best defensive player of all time, ever, and Harden feel like he's the MVP. So it's levels to cat. Um, both of them are cat. You know what I'm saying? Like none of none of this is true. This is all fantasy, fictional. This is this was this this is, but it's levels to it. I feel like the the flagrant the flagrant two was Draymond Green. He's a flagrant two right now. He's getting ejected for his statement because this guy said, and all the players that have graced the NBA, you know, from from your your David Robinsons, your your your, your uh, Dennis Rodman's, your 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 Ron Artest, your Bruce Bowens, your Tony Allen's, your Michael Jordans, Kobe Bryant's. This Negro had the nerve to say, I, "Can I say that on here, y'all? I'm trying to clean it up. Let me clean it up." This guy had a nerve to say that he was the greatest defender of all times. Kaepernick, this dude is crazy outlandish it's a flagrant two flagrant one we're gonna go with my guy uh um uh high hard and he was just high it was Kyrie was the supplier it was it's not his fault it's Kyrie I'm blaming Kyrie for him this guy had the nerve to say after he played the Pistons the Pistons that's on fire sale like who I can't name five players on the Pistons I'm not gonna lie to y'all but after the Pistons game validated this dude to say he was the MVP, I mean, I, I believe in confidence. I believe in confidence. I, I encourage people to be confident. But this guy to say he's the MVP of the league uh, coming off a strong Pistons win is ludicrous. So he's a flagrant number one. Uh, my man Draymond, flagrant number two. He's ejected. I don't have enough cats, okay? <laughs> I think the most important thing is that it's their opinion, right? So I'm not even going to knock them for their opinion. You're supposed to bless your heart, but it's so many, if you're going to say of all time in anything, you got to be able to back it up. And real quick, I just realized today, Draymond Green, Draymond Green, his name is Raymond with a D. I was on the floor. I was like, oh, that's a cute name. It's Raymond with a D. 
So growing up and with the name that I have, when you have unique names, you have to have this certain level of confidence. And I think that's what was embedded in him um, since he was a young child. So bless his heart. If you want to be all time, that is fantastic. Okay. But at least be in the top five, if you want to say of all time, so you can give us a little more to fight with. And James Harden, everybody knows how I feel about little James. I don't, I don't really care too much what he says. And I, I don't know. I just think he wants to be on, he just wants to be hashtag worthy for this week. So let James, let James be who James is and Raymond with a D, let him be who he is. But that's all cats, like a lot of cats, like too many cats, like infinite cats. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. Since he won, uh, or should I say D. Raymond, D. Raymond at this time. Since he won Defensive Player of the Year, I'm just going to put him, I'm just going to name the last 10, 10, 12 years, winners of the Defensive Player of the Year, right? Ben Wallace won four times. Middle War Peace and Ben Wallace. We're going 2001, right? So Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace, Middle War Peace, Ron Artest, Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace, Marcus Camby, Kevin Garnett, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Tyson Chandler. That's when he was with the Knicks. Mark Gasol, Joakim Noah, Kawhi uh, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. Then come Draymond or D. Raymond. Green, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis, right? <laughs> Out of that list in the last 20 years, you're the very last person to ever be considered the defensive player of all time. You only won the award once. And this current NBA, Kawhi is better than you. We have Paul George. We have more players. So you can't get so excited because you had the best two shooters of all time next to you. And people was worried about them, and they was worrying them out. And look, you had your opportunity to show your defensive skills last year when you played. What happened? Your team was trash. So stop capping to everyone. But it's nice to be confident in who you believe in. You are the best defensive player in the year in your little house, in your, well, your mansion, in your surrounding, in your neighborhood maybe you know, the kids and so forth. Congratulations. Now, James Harden. As of now, yes, I would say you are. Just as of now, this moment. If he was on the, Houston, would you agree, Phil? If he was on Houston, would you agree? If he was doing, yes, if he was Houston, because they'll be winning. <laughs> think of it this way. As of now, do I think he's going to be for the year? No. As of now, I'm just thinking of it right now. He's averaging 26, 8, rebounds and 11 assists and remember the brooklyn have is a brand new team dysfunction we think is going to occur we know remember the statements of um Kyrie was the head coach and anybody could be the head coach we all head coach um kd is in and out of the lineup and still they're the second best team in the in the league i mean in the conference who's doing it it's him so i would say as of now but i believe once a joel comes back and LeBron's come back, then it's going to fade away. He's not. But as of now, as of March 28th, 29th, or, uh, <laughs> this month of March, yes. For the season, 
No. So him, I would say flagrant, like Calvin said, he gets a flagrant one. I think he eliminated himself too, just from uh, how he played in Houston. You know, the fat suit and and him going like half speed in Houston. I, I, I was, if I'm, if I'm a voter, that would kind of play on me saying whether I would even give him the award just because because how he cheated the game and how he forced his way out of there. I wouldn't have liked that. So that that would be a stain for me if I had a if I had a vote. By any means necessary, you gotta get out. There's gotta be a relationship in your life where, and that has happened to me, where you know you didn't want to be with this person. So you either stop calling them, you don't talk all day, all night on the phone, you hang up a little earlier. You don't say a word and you say your prayer and you get out of the relationship. And when you look back, you said, that's the best thing that happened ever happened to me. So I, I, let me say this. I agree, but it's how you get out. And I don't like how he did it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to him getting out, but the way he got out, I wasn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Calvin, there was no other way. What he was, he could have done. There was no other way. Under contract, he had to do what he had to do. But here's the thing, the issue I have on that. If it was an owner, if the owner don't want you, what he could do? Waive you, buy you out, trade you to, to, uh, to Kingdom Come. So that's the only way in this business he, had, he was able to get out. So you may not like it, but do you like it when an owner just waives somebody or trades somebody or, 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 or just send them to the abyss? You know. Kevin, you got to you get your cousin, uh, Draymond, man, D. Raymond. Uh, he, he, out here, he out here tripping. Yeah, here tripping. Um, so, I mean, Phil kind of stole my thunder. I think that only reason Harden is in the MVP, MVP conversation, and I don't even think he's number one right now, uh, even with because Jokic is there, is because Draymond and LeBron. Excuse me, not Draymond. Um, LeBron and Embiid had both had uh, lower body injuries, and we don't know how the severity. You know. High ankle sprains are serious injury, so we don't know the severity of that injury. And Embiid, you know, he'll be back, but we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens with him. But, yeah, um, cap on both of them, uh, but probably put a double cap on Draymond. Um, I don't think he's the best defensive player in the league this year. Uh, hey, maybe he could say he's the smartest defender because athletically he doesn't compare to most players. He He's the most average NBA player of all time that will be a Hall of Famer. He's just going to benefit from being, being in the right place at the right time, drafted the late second round, and just being able to be competent at basketball. I, and this is not taking anything away from his intelligence, but it's, everything has to do with his ability, right? You know, Draymond, if he had LeBron's athleticism, well, hey, he may be the best player in the league, but he doesn't have the athleticism. He just doesn't have that skill set. He doesn't have that talent. But he has made it through hard work, so kudos to him. But stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, it got if 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 they give you Kool-Aid to drink it, don't drink it. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of Lady and Some Dudes. We enjoyed having this week. Uh, let us know your thoughts and how you feel in the in the comment section when the episode drops. And we'll see you for another episode dealing with the NFL. We out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and, that is the and sign, some dudes. 
our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>